Hi, Splenets. Welcome to Words and Sentences. And today I'm going to talk about the book, Don't Let Anything Dull Your Sparkle, How to Break Free of Negativity and Drama, written by Doreen Virtue. <clears throat> you are still sparkly, but like a light bulb covered in dust, you might not feel or appear radiant. If you don't feel happy or excited about life right now, it means that your sparkle has been hidden. Know that God's glowing light within you can never be extinguished, soiled, or diminished. Your brain and body may be hooked on stressful experiences that dull your light. <clears throat> I realize that most, if not all, of us are dealing with the aftermath of personal and global traumas. Behind every highly dramatic person lurks an unresolved trauma. Drama is his or her way of asking for love and begging for help and understanding. <clears throat> Perhaps most tragic tragically, unhealed trauma interferes with us, carrying out our divine life purpose. Fears and insecurities can cause us to second guess or our inner guidance. Addictions from unhealed trauma can block us from clearly hearing the voice of God. Drama is defined as stressful circumstances, patterns, or relationships that seem to be out of your control. Trauma is a situation that causes such great pain, emotionally, cognitively, <clears throat> sorry, physically, or cognitively, <laughs> that it shatters your sense of safety. Trauma re reorganizes your brain patterns. Unhealed trauma can make us feel like we are victims of outside forces beyond our control. <clears throat> you really do have the option of a low-stress life. If that possibility sounds boring or impossible, this is a sign of drama addiction. You crave stability and the feeling of security. Most researchers define trauma as an experience in which you believe you're going to lose your life. You feel completely helpless or you're filled with horror. <clears throat> the ancient part of your brain that is built to notice unusual occurrences is stuck in the on position. My expecting the worst you may unconsciously attract or even create it. Once you've been traumatized, Situations that would seem minor to others are a big deal to you. You have strong physical and emotional reactions such as panic, anger, and fear. Your brain's arousal system is set perpetually to high alert unless you ha take healthy steps, as you'll read about this in this book. <clears throat> Negativity may block you from noticing your intuition. We all have the ability to sense and avoid danger. We are always soul-searching for the bliss and peace we felt in heaven prior to our physical lifetime. Those who come become addicted to stress chemicals like adrenaline, cortisol, and histamine suffer withdrawal symptoms when life is calm and without danger. Boredom sets in and they, and they unconsciously shake things up with drama to elicit the adrenaline high. They are the people who excel, are driven, and volunteer for extra assignments. Then they become angry and frustrated when their efforts aren't su sufficiently rewarded. 
This leads to apathy and the degrees enthusiasm about their work. The apathy is the precursor to burnout. <clears throat> Those who grew up walking on eggshells to avoid family arguments have difficulty recognizing this tendency in adulthood. They tiptoe through their relationships to anxiously avoid the minefield of conflict. They are terrified that someone might be angry or disappointed with them. Their focus is on the other person's feelings more than on their own. An external focus to pick up on others' moods is developed as a survival skill. Boredom is part of drama addiction and has its basis in being a trauma survivor. The insomniac person is always on alert, which increases his or her stress hormone levels and heart rates and turns on the sympathetic nervous system. Hypervigilance, you'll recall, is the process of constantly scanning the environment for possible danger. Self-harm is a way of expressing anger and pain. It's a cry for help from those who don't know how to directly ask for or accept it. It's not a disorder, it's an understandable reaction to trauma. The PTSD. <clears throat> if you crave fermented foods like sour cream, cheese, balsamic vinegar and red wine, pickles, yogurt and tofu, then you probably have a histamine intolerance and an addiction to histamine. We binge eat the foods that we are allergic to. You sparkle, your sparkle is your inner glow. As adults, we disconnect from awareness of our inner feedback that signals. Warning, you are tired and stressed and need to take a break. We override these inner messages and keep pushing ourselves past tiredness, fears and stress. That's when the stress hormones go into overdrive, affecting our weight, appetite, health, and personality. The go faster, compete, win at all costs world belongs to young energy, which is masculine. The yin energy is feminine. Both are equally important for radiantly sparkling energy. <clears throat> because of the addiction to stress chemicals, such as Adrenaline, cortisol, and histamine, the heart-pounding excitement of stress makes us feel alive, for a few moments anyway, until our energy crashes afterward in the same way a sugar high is followed by an energy low. Stress, stress makes us look old and fat. Feeling unworthy and unlovable and assuming that others will reject you are symptoms of trauma. The false assumption that you must have done something bad to deserve punishment leads to self-blame for the trauma. Of course, this is an untrue and very sad belief. These feelings can lead to learned helplessness. Learned helplessness can cause depression, where you stop caring what happens to you. <clears throat> mind chatter is an inner form of drama. The fearful mind sometimes referred to as the ego. Being afraid of the future isn't a post-traumatic flashback. It's a flash forward 
where you are expecting a possibly creating a future that is worse than your past. <clears throat> Those fearful habits have actually stripped you of safety because your mind has been hijacked by fear. Sure, your body is alive, but you aren't living life fully if you are obsessing day and night about bad things happening to you. The traumatic memory may be stored in such a way that neutral stimuli that only vaguely resemble some future of the traumatic event are sufficient to trigger the memory. Triggers such as sadness, anger, fright, or loneliness may motivate you to use addictions to numb them. Triggers are ingrained thought and feeling patterns. They bypass logic and go straight to the nervous system, which reacts as if the trauma was recurring right now. <clears throat> Obsessing about what-ifs is a form of self-blame and self-punishment that is unhelpful and unhelpful. Unhelpful and unhealthful. Holding on to guilt and shame is not productive. Guilt is a pervasive belief and a feeling. Responsibility is a thought process and a conclusion. Shame is when you feel that there is something inherently bad about you. You are embarrassed by your perceived shortcomings. You may expect to be rejected, so you don't even try to socialize. Those who have experienced trauma are more likely to overeat, choose unhealthy snacks, <clears throat> and not exercise, according to scientific research. What this means is that an overweight person is judged, teased, excluded, and rejected for his or her size. The stress of social ostracism creates a cortisol response in the body. This hormone then increases appetite, and he or she eats more and gains additional weight. It's a cycle that can lead to loneliness, depression, and illness. Remember that the competitive, stressful work world is of young energy. So you want to balance this with a gin diet and gentle, gentle gin activities. It's all about balance. When it comes to regaining our sparkle, what we drink is just as important as what we eat. It's all about taking in more light and staying away from darkness. Ironically, choosing high histamine beverages to deal with stress actually increases your body stress. When you regain, regain your sparkle, you naturally lose excess weight. You look and feel much better by bringing more light into your life. Scientists have pointed to extra fat around the stomach, in particular as a consequence of high-stress lifestyle. A high-stress lifestyle leads us to binge on high histamine food and beverages in our attempt to feel better. Unfortunately, the result is, you guessed it, weight gain, water retention, and bloating. The more you can reduce your exposure to toxins, the more you naturally spark. <clears throat> Switch to lead-free glass bottles filled with filtered water or choose a stainless steel sports bottle. If you wouldn't eat it, then don't put it on your skin.
it's all about enjoying your work, not about going faster. It's helpful to spray lavender oil on your pillow and sheets is nice. Citrus fragrance may have an effect on restoring the homeostatic balance. Music is heart healthy. Massage therapy lowers your cortisol levels and increases the levels of feel-good dopamine, oxy oxytocin, and serotonin. You feel relaxed and a sense of pleasure. Massage significantly reduces depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic symptoms, lowers blood pressure and heart rate, and improves sleep cycles. Creating an optimal sleep environment. Darken your bedroom, cool the room, avoid electronics, go natural, exercise earlier, and keep the bedroom relaxing. Being active in terms of exercising your body is helpful in healing the symptoms. Exercise is cathartic and can build self-confidence. Stress makes the brain and body think that you are in danger and that famine is on the way. So it holds on to every calorie as self-protection. When we feel completely trapped with no escape through our body, though our body, sorry, let me start over. When we feel completely trapped with no escape, though our body shuts down and we go into a state of temporarily para paralysis or freeze mode, stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol flood the body and brain as we prepare ourselves for action. The freeze response can stay in the body long after the traumatic situation is removed. The freeze response is holding the emotions of the traumatic moments and it needs to be peacefully released, usually through catharsis, such as body movement like yoga. Those who hold on to their fear can become detached from their body, bodily sensations and feel like they are constantly out of their body in a dissociative state. Flat effect, meaning that they don't feel or show strong positive or negative emotions. Their muscles and body may be stiff and uptight, including having constipation. Yoga corrects your heart rate variability. Yoga literally resets the brain, wiring to keep us calmer. Yogic practice inhab inhibits the areas responsible for fear, aggressiveness and rage and stimulate the rewarding centers in the median for forebrain and other areas leading to a state of bliss and pleasure. Yoga instructors often say that strong emotions oft are stored in our hips. So yoga is a wonderful active coping strategy to stretch your muscles, heal effects of trauma, and release stress. Making major changes brings up strong emotions, inner battles with your ego, and resistance to being told what to do. It's a relief to discover that you're not alone in your feelings, behaviors, and symptoms. 
Group therapy and support groups help you to accept yourself because you can see how likable other people similar to you are. With a history of trauma and a subsequent addiction to stress and drama, you have been attracted to high drama people or trauma has triggered feelings of unworthiness. So you haven't attempted to, to connect with people you admire and respect. Researchers have found that isolation and avoidance are two coping methods among those who've experienced trauma. You may feel shy or not good enough. Perhaps you've endured painful rejection and you avoid people to ensure this doesn't happen again. Researchers call this constructive solitude, where you have time to think, plan, and rest. Researchers show that loneliness is harmful to us physically and emotionally. The feeling of being rejected is subjective. If you perceive yourself as being rejected by a parent, this experience creates a hunger for love and acceptance with a simultaneous belief that you are not worthy of either. Oxytocin is a release from the pituitary gland in response to touch. It's like having a second set of eyes to watch for possible danger so the traumatized person can finally relax. Grounding yourself can keep you from drifting away. This means to put your conscious awareness upon your bodily sensations. Choose to surround yourself with people who are aware of their issues. Check your own inner warning signals. Feeling loved equals feeling safe. We are trying to feel loved, which makes us feel safe, valued, and secure. Love justifies and validates our very existence. The narcissist and codependent try to control other people. The dissociative tries to control his or her consciousness, and the obsessive-compulsive attempts to control his or her environment, all in an attempt to feel loved, which never works, because control is based upon fear, not on love. Narcissists are often adrenaline addicts who fuel their high by creating constant drama. They believe that their problems are special crises and demand that everyone stops what they are doing and part participate in the unfolding drama. Underlying the narcissist is repressed anger and a fear of abandonment. This often manifests as boredom when life seems too ordinary and calm. Narcissists need constant attention and validation. They also push away emotionally intimate relationship with their anger. With codependency, you learn how to tune into other people's feelings so you'll know what to say or do to win their approval. This puts you out of touch with your own feelings though. You only attract takers with this one-way giving style. This person is usually seduc seductive, pro provocative, and emotionally shallow. The histrionic, the histrionic person exaggerates for the sake of attention using words like always and never a lot. Like narcissists, histrionic people repress a lot of anger and the sense that they are a victim in a special way. 
Narcissists who want to control everyone are often attracted to codependents who want to make everyone happy. The trouble is the codependent becomes the slave to the narcissist, believing this will make him or her happy. Since the narcissist is inherently unhappy, the codependent never gets the payoff of making someone else happy. So the two dysfunctions grow apart from each other. However, those who get defensive and won't look at their issues or emotionally stagnant, their fears of looking inwards keep them from true happiness and intimacy. I feel blah, 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 emotion when blah, 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 example of action triggering. If your love life has been one disappointment after another, this is probably because of a need for starting point of self-love. When you care about yourself, you will arrange your life so that you are cared for. In every moment of every relationship, we are always teaching the other person how we want to be treated. This is usually because we pick up an unconscious signals that a new person has the same dysfunctions as one of our parents. It's a deep-seated desire to change the pa that parent into someone who makes us feel loved. When our new romantic partners can fulfill that fantasy, because his or her heart is closed due to unhealed trauma symptoms, we are disappointed once again. Addictive love also includes serial dating, where you are so afraid of being alone and so desperate to feel loved that you'll connect with anyone. Brief relationships and one-night stands are based in addictive love. Researchers say that heterosexual women are attracted to tough guys because of our ancient need to have a strong provider and protector. Bad boy or girl interactions are abusive because you usually blame yourself for your partner's negative mood or a detachment. We all have an innate belief that the more difficult something is to obtain, the more valuable it is. Abusers are experts at pretending to be gentle as a way of seducing others. It's not whether you have conflict, but how you handle it that matters. All of humanity's problems see, stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room. Just be sure to work on the inner reason why you got into the relationship in the first place, or you'll end up in another relationship with identical dysfunctional dynamics. Be sure you are dealing with the underlying issues that drove you to be in unhealthy relationship previously. Make certain you are not putting all the blame for your previous relationship on your ex-partners. You were the one who chose that partner or agreed to be with him or her. Understand the reasons behind your choices is essential. Increase the chances that you won't repeat that pattern. You'll know if you're ready to healthy love by watching your actions. If you continue to be attracted to unavailable, addicted, or otherwise inappropriate partners, that's a sign that you're not quite cooled, cooked and ready to come out of the oven yet. Back to therapy you go. You need to first rescue yourself. We all have fears of being hurt. The question is, what will you do with these fears? Healthy says, I will notice and understand the fears, but I won't let them control me. Unhealthy says, I won't take the risk of being hurt, including not risking looking at my fears because that would reveal to me my potential painful hurts. It takes about six months of dating for a person to drop his or her guard and show his or her true colors. Even if you don't see a potential love mate at these groups, you make 
a wonderful new friends. That's if you want to join dating groups or sports or whatever. Post-traumatic stress is often passed down through family generations. It's likely because you're fighting in you're fighting with fragments of the past. Your arguments are an automatic pilot and no one is really present or conscious at the moment. What you expect is often what you create or attract. Don't take anything personally because their actions are a reflection of themselves and not on you. How to keep your heart open and feel emotions while safeguarding against overwhelming emotional pain. Hurt feeling Hurt feelings result from the target's interpretation of the partner's actions. Scientists believe that many people die prematurely because of the health debilitating effects of receiving emotional abuse. Hello. If you've been traumatized, you're more likely to minimize the painful effects that emotional abuse has upon you. You feel unloved, controlled, and trapped. It's not about changing the abusive person, it's about keeping you safe and healthy. They also want to control everyone to prevent further trauma, acting on their underlying fear of being unloved and abandoned. Narcissists aren't aware of others' feelings or reactions to their controlling and angry ways, nor do they really care. They are like infants, only focused upon having their own fears comforted. Obsessive-compulsive do care about others' feelings, but only because they are like school grades, demonstrating whether they are perfect or not. If they discover they've hurt your feelings, they are wounded and afraid, because this shows they are not perfect and therefore are vulnerable and unsafe. The point is to help you deal with family dynamics in healthy ways. Although you crave feeling loved and appreciated by your family members, they may not be capable of fulfilling that need. Expressing anger isn't cathartic if you can't resolve the issue. When you compare how you feel on the inside with the way someone appears to be on the outside, that's unhealthy. Research reveals that we tend to choose friends who are similar to ourselves, even to the point of sharing similar biological attributes. So if you have low self-esteem, you're likely to be attracted to other people who also suffer from self-worth issues. That's because defensiveness is the opposite of awareness. It's the refusal to look at one's own issues out of fear of what will be discovered about oneself. There's a difference between holding standards for your friendships and having unrealistic expectations that become blocks to intimacy. It's much easier to connect with someone when you meet in, meet in an ongoing rather than a one-day class. It usually takes everyone a day or two to release social inhibition, inhibitance and nervousness. By day three, more intermingling occurs. Do your muscle tighten in your jaw or stomach? This can be a sign that the person intimidates you. Is there a sense that you and this person are competing with each other? Or are you intimidated because you admire this person and you feel out of his or her league? You want and deserve friends who can lift you up and support you. 
not those who drag you down. The tragedy is that drama addiction is created during painful and frightening situations, and each new drama perpetuates an original trauma ongoing harmful effects. First and foremost is being aware of your internal signals. Observe yourself. Don't immediately react to these trauma-based habits. That was this book. Um, it's a, I find it a good book. It's a very insightful book, especially if you're interested in your own drama or maybe you have clients who deal with drama and we all have our own kind of drama, some big, some small, but we all have experienced it, unfortunately. And this one is very clear. Um, it also gives you tools. It gives you insight. Um, yeah, I pretty much like this book for sure. Don't let anything dull your sparkle. How to break free of negativity and drama. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.